Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Well, good morning, good morning, and a good Friday morning to you. The weekend is here, and man, there is a lot happening. We got a lot to get to today. Welcome to Chatterbox Sports and Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. I'm Tom Brenneman. We come your way Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time. You can find us on YouTube slash Chatterbox Sports. Many of you already in the house. We ask, as always, you please subscribe to the show. You can also find us streaming on Facebook. Just go to the Chatterbox Sports page and flip on the notification switch. If podcast form is your thing, search off the bench with Tom Brenneman and you're dialed in. Let me say good morning because I'm about to talk Casey McAllister off the ledge here today. <laughs> Casey, Paul, the Dunce, Brandon, say ho. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning, Tom. Tom, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm worried about my man Casey. I mean, he is in a dark place. We will talk it through. We'll work it through. We'll be good. We will. Maybe not. I'm, I'm angry. There's a lot going on. Now, look, we're gonna, we, as we've done all week, we start our day, our prayers to DeMar Hamlin. And speaking of him, the news continues to just get better and better. Thank God. It's not perfect. We are a ways from that, but we're on the way there, it looks like. UC medical doctors Timothy Pritz and William Knight IV gave an update late yesterday afternoon and said, quote, he's had substantial improvement in his recovery. The two added that Hamlin is able to move his hands and his feet. And while he's not talking yesterday, we understand the tube has come out of his throat today. He was communicating yesterday, going as far as to ask who won the game. And the doctors replied, you won the game. You won the game of life. Doctors will continue to watch for more signs of progress naturally over the next number of days. Bills play Sunday at 1 o'clock against the Patriots in Buffalo. New England must win to get into the playoffs. The Bengals, meanwhile, were on the practice field yesterday preparing for Sunday's clash with Baltimore. That is a 1 o'clock kick at Paycor. Cincinnati's health is improving literally by the minute. Sam Hubbard, a full go at practice for the first time since mid-December yesterday. Eli Apple apparently has a sore neck, but is expected to start. Everyone else is A-OK -okay and ready to roll. Now, the big news. The NFL decided last night that, number one, the game between the Bills and the Bengals will not be made up. We assume that all along. That means the Bengals, for just the second time in franchise history, have won the AFC North in back to back seasons. So that's a done deal. Number two, because of the canceled game, the league owners will vote today at noon with 24 of 32 votes needed to approve on playoff scenarios approved by the competition committee yesterday that involve a neutral site for the AFC championship game. Those, of course, are dependent on the outcomes this weekend. More on all this in a bit. It basically means that if any combination of the Bills, Bengals, Chiefs play for an AFC championship game this year, the game will be played at a neutral site. Now, if both Kansas City and Buffalo win this weekend, the Chiefs are the number one seed. If Kansas City loses, Buffalo wins, the Bills 
are the top seed. The Bengals, meanwhile, if Baltimore wins this Sunday in Cincinnati, okay, if Baltimore wins the game and the two teams meet in an opening round matchup in the playoffs, there will be a coin flip to determine which city is going to host that game. To avoid that scenario entirely, the Bengals simply need to beat the Ravens. Drama, meanwhile, is starting to unfold in Baltimore, and we will talk about this coming up shortly with Brian Billick, longtime Ravens head coach, and he is going to be calling the game for Ravens radio this weekend. Some in the Ravens camp are starting to get very frustrated with Lamar Jackson. He didn't practice for the 16th consecutive day yesterday and is highly questionable at best to play on Sunday. His backup, meanwhile, Tyler Huntley, has been limited all week with a shoulder injury. Now, let's remember, Jackson is looking for a long-term deal with all guaranteed money. He's a free agent at the end of the year. There's been zero movement on that front, and there's been zero movement on his front to getting back on the field. Is that a coincidence? You be the judge. The Steelers have an outside shot at reaching the playoffs. They have to beat Cleveland on Sunday in Pittsburgh while needing both New England and Miami to lose. The men of aluminum, of aluminum, there we go, aluminum. That's what they are. They are favored by two and a half against the Brownies. The Dolphins will host the Jets and would be in with a win coupled with a New England loss. Now, there are many, many other games with major playoff implications. Green Bay hosts Detroit on Sunday night at Lambeau. Packers win, they're in. If the Packers lose and Seattle wins against the Rams, the Seahawks are in. If the Seahawks lose, Detroit beats Green Bay, the Lions are the number seven seed. Other games determining seeding include the Chiefs at the Raiders on Saturday. The Eagles, Niners, and Cowboys all have a chance for a number one seed in the NFC. There's only one game in town where win and you're in, lose and you're out, and that's for the AFC South title that will be played tomorrow in Jacksonville. The Jaguars and the slumping Titans, Joshua Dobbs, will start at quarterback for Tennessee. College football. Jim Harbaugh says he's staying at Michigan. Sort of. He basically couched the same statement he made a week ago before the game against TCU, saying he doesn't know the future, but the expectation is to stay at Michigan. Well, that was all before the NCAA apparently has made it known. It's investigating Harbaugh and the Wolverines for violations over contact made with recruits during that dead period during the COVID pandemic. So there's a lot going on there. Stay tuned for that. College football national championship game is Monday night. Both teams have arrived in L.A. for the game. Number three, TCU, nearly a two-touchdown underdog against number one ranked and defending national champion Georgia. Both teams, as you know, won thrillers in the semis. And speaking of the Horned Frogs, you may have seen it yesterday. They just got a third player from Alabama to transfer within the last two weeks. All three players were ranked in the top 75 overall recruits in the country coming out of high school the last two years. In college basketball, Texas head basketball coach Chris Beard fired last night. Less than one month 
after the school suspended him without pay following his arrest on a domestic family violence charge. Now, the prosecutors don't know if they're even going to file charges. His fiance, who was involved in the incident, has said she's not filing charges. The university fired Beard without asking him or his fiance a single question about this episode. On the hardwood last night, you see on the road at Wichita State came away with a win. Cats are 11 and 5 and will host second ranked Houston on Sunday. And up the road in Columbus, number one ranked Purdue got a win, much like the football Buckeyes losing to a number one team a week ago. The basketball Buckeyes lost to a number one team by two points, 71-69 last night. And in baseball, no surprise, the Reds release Mike Moustakis after three seasons. The team will eat his $22 million salary for this upcoming season. All right. The chat is loaded. Um, viewership loaded. Um and AJ, I am not aroused talking about these minor Michigan infractions. It's all nonsense, just like it was with Jim Trestle a few years ago. Harbaugh's in the same boat. But that's not topic number one. There are many people that feel like the Bengals are getting the shaft on this deal. And again, nothing has been approved. It was approved by the competition committee. But because of the situation, it needs a supermajority of owners to vote on this. They will do so at noon. Nine votes will block it. The more and more you think about it, be hard to believe knowing the situation that we're in and the DeMar Hamlin situation, et cetera, et cetera, that this thing is not going to pass. Um, look, Casey, I'm going to start with you because you seem to be very upset. I think you echo the sentiments of many, many Bengals fans. Before you start, as I said to you off the air this morning, this is the only thing that I would ask everyone out there to try and do. I try to do it, I fail at it a lot. Try to walk in the other man's shoes when you're looking at this and how you would feel if you were in their spot. They being, in this case, both the Buffalo Bills and especially the Kansas City Chiefs. So, please, your thoughts, Casey. And no shot clock. We got lots of time. Yeah, so my my main – there's two things in this, this uh, I guess, proposal that just make me really question the validity of us being slighted in the NFL. Like that there's always this conversation, like we're not respected. Um, we, we never are in the limelight. We're always treated as lower class citizens in the NFL. Two things. One, yes, Bengals can win and bills can lose. And we get the number two. Cool with that. It's pretty much the, – the one thing that is sucky about this is Bengals no longer have it in their control. Whereas last Monday, they, they had their own destiny in their control to at least get the second seed. They could have at least done that. That's no longer an option. They are now having to rely on other teams to, to fail – to get the number two seed. Okay. 
Okay. Well, you're only hoping for one other team to fail to, to get the two seat. Right. Okay. But, That's but, even, ask. But, but even so, you can't even have the Chiefs lose and the Bills win. And you still wouldn't get the two seed. Because even though the Chiefs have the same amount of, loss of losses as us, they have technically one more win because they played one more game than us. Even though we beat them, we don't get the coin flip for that game. We don't get the coin flip for the second seed if the Chiefs lose. I didn't like that. And that brings me to the next point. Okay. We, if it's a no contest in the rule book, we then would get the AFC North 100%. We would then, according to the rule book, we just follow the rest of the rules like we would normally know. We would get the third seed, we'd get home field advantage, whatever. Now, if we lose to the Ravens, there's a potential for the Bengals to never get a home playoff game the rest of the way. You're right. That is unacceptable. All right, let's start on that point. Okay, let's start on that point. And again, I'm just asking, Try and put on the other team's shoes. Let's flip-flop the scenarios here just based on that last point you made. The Bengals and the Ravens. Okay? Yeah. All right. We know they will not play the same number of games. That's a given. Done deal. And we know the Bengals were playing arguably the best team in the AFC before the game was stopped. Okay? There was a legitimate chance the Bengals could win. There's also a legitimate chance the Bengals could have lost that game, okay? But we'll never know. The Baltimore Ravens, if they win this Sunday, would have beaten the Bengals head-to-head -head twice this year. So let's pretend for a second that we're flipping the script. Let's pretend the Bengals beat the Ravens twice this season but that the Ravens were in the same position the Bengals are in of having a game canceled as a no contest, okay? Bengals fans would be screaming from here to the mountaintop. Screaming, okay? If you beat the Baltimore Ravens twice in a season, the only two times you played them, okay? And you didn't get a home playoff game. Flipping a coin in this case, to me, seems more than fair. If Baltimore wins. You don't have to worry about it, obviously, if the Bengals win. But, but if the Bengals were in the position that Baltimore is in, and you beat Baltimore twice in a season, and one team played one less game, why should that team be rewarded with an automatic home playoff win? Why? And, and that's why you're proving my first point. Why are we talking why, about this point? We're I, only I, talking about as it pertains I know, but to the two... coin flip between Baltimore and Cincinnati if Baltimore wins the game and if they would be the first round matchup because we don't know that for sure yet either. But I'm just that, – the, the, that is exactly why. If you're going to say that, 
there should be a coin flip for the Kansas City game or for that for that second seed. Now, now you're going into a different category. I'm just so saying I want to break these. I want to slice these pieces of pie individually here. I agree with you on the Kansas City thing. If Kansas City were to lose this weekend and Buffalo wins this weekend and the Bengals and Kansas City had identical records minus the one game the Bengals didn't play, I agree there should be a coin flip to who got the number two seed, Bengals v. Kansas City, because Cincinnati beat Kansas City. I'm agreement with you there. Right, but what my issue is with the league and the proposal is that they went, they didn't go all in on that concept. They only chose for the Bengals in this one game, in this particular situation with the Ravens, to do a coin flip. But when it comes to their darling, the Kansas City Chiefs, oh, they don't get a coin flip. In fact, why team, do you believe, Casey, that the darlings of the NFL are the Kansas City Chiefs? Why? I mean, you're not talking now. If, if this was a major, major market team, which none of these teams involved is, not one, not Kansas City, not Cincinnati, not Baltimore, not Buffalo, there's no New York, there's no LA, there's no Chicago here. So, why in the world, if you are a tell. If you're sitting in the league office, do you think there is greater appeal to having Kansas City play in a Super Bowl over Cincinnati? Yes, 100%. Not a chance. Not no, a chance. Tom, come the on. The Bengals have come on, far Tom. more stars in Kansas City. Far more. They have Patrick Mahomes. They have Patrick they've Mahomes been writing, and the Bengals have writing. Joe Burrow. And then name me one player on offense of Kansas City that you would want to see play in a Super Bowl ahead of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Name me one player on Kansas City that's in the same galaxy as Chase. Travis Kelsey, maybe one of the greatest tight ends to ever exist. Great player, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So if you, okay, all right, let's play, let's play the game a second. If you're going to say that Mahomes and Burrow are a wash, you want to give a little little favoritism toward Burrow Tom, I mean, toward Tom, Mahomes. Tom, hang on, Tom. Hang on. Tom. Hold on. We're getting off track. We are getting off track because you are saying that the National Football League, this is exactly what you're saying. You're yes. saying the National Football League, when they're trying to decide all of these things going on and how they're going to handle this, you're telling me, that somebody is sitting in the offices on Park Avenue in New York City with Roger Goodell, and they're saying, Roger, we really got to favor Kansas City over Cincinnati on this deal. You think that's happening? No. Here, Tom, that's not exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is someone should have looked at that and said, man, the Bengals getting really hit hard on this one. Why don't we make it even for the rest of those teams? Let's give a coin flip for the Bengals versus Kansas to have the number two seed. They didn't put that in there. You and There's I. Someone, there is not someone there reviewing it to see that there should be equality for all the teams. You, what are, they not, did, you are not getting any argument. I have already said here. I have said from the very beginning of this conversation that I am in agreement with you that if Kansas City loses this weekend and the Bengals win 
And they finished with the same number of losses, even though a disparity in the number of games played. I agree with you that there should be a coin flip between the Chiefs and the Bengals for the number two seed. So we just put up some poll question. This isn't a debate on that topic. There's no debate on that topic at all for me and you. We're on the same page. We good on that? Yes and no. We both agree... We both agree on this, I think, that there should be a coin flip if there's a coin flip here, right? Like, it should, it should be the if same. If the Chiefs lose and the, the Bengals same. win, they, we agree there should be a coin flip because the Bengals beat the Chiefs. There should be a coin flip for who would be the number two seed. We are in agreement on that point. Yes, and what I'm trying to get – what I'm trying to convey here – is that there should be consistency across the proposal. There is not a consistency across this proposal. It is very unfavorable for the Bengals, regardless of how you look at it. It's not, it's not consistent. They're not following their own rule book. They've come up with random rules to put Bengals at a disadvantage. But all of this is null and void if the Bengals win on Sunday, which is what they had to do anyway. The Bengals were always going to play their starters on Sunday because this game against Baltimore always meant something. So if the Bengals beat the Ravens on Sunday, which they should do as nine-point favorites, if the Bengals lose to the Ravens against potentially a third-string quarterback as nine-point favorites, oh, man, and go two and four in your division and get... not true, though, because they they would get... But Casey, they would go two and four against their own division. The Bengals would get swept by the Ravens and lose at home as nine-point favorites in Week 18. None of that should, none, none of that really should come into effect because the Bengals should win this game. No, that it's it's not even just that though. If the Bengals win, and and Buffalo win, and Kansas City lose, they are still stuck at number three. We're we're in agreement with all that. I know, but what I'm saying is they are stuck in a position where they cannot control their own destiny. And whereas Monday, they were in a perfect position to control their own destiny. Well, That's look, not look, fair. Thing, thing, okay, okay. Things changed in that regard. I mean, you know, look, they, there is no perfect answer here for the league. Paul, you were getting ready to make well, a point. Well, I, I, yeah, I have a couple points on All that. Right, because please. I think, Casey, you bring up I, – I think you bring up a good point there, Casey – We've spent the whole week talking on this show about how somebody in this scenario is going to get the short end of the stick. At some point in this scenario, whether it's the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, somebody was going to get the short end of the stick. It had to be. There's somebody was going to get the short end of the stick. Should it be the Bengals the way it's played out? Probably not. But there's no scenario on earth where you can say that the Bengals were going to win that game on Monday. I understand that it got off to a hot start. I understand that 66% of the time the home team wins the game when they score a touchdown early. I get that. I understand the stats. But the Bills are good enough that you can't just say that the Bengals were going to win that game. It is, is it unfair to the Bengals to have to go to Kansas City potentially in the AFC Championship game again? I agree that this did not work out as explicitly well for the Bengals as it should have worked out. They don't even have a chance to host in the AFC Championship game. I get that. But there is also a chance that the Bengals could have lost on Monday night 
and none of this would have mattered anyway. And oh, by the way, the whole coin flip thing, which is the dumbest thing in the world, and I'm very in tune with Baltimore social media because of my time last year working in Baltimore, so I'm seeing all these Ravens people last night tweeting about this. I had no idea what was going on because I was watching college basketball till 3 a.m., and I spent the whole morning trying to figure out what in the world was going on with all this. Now you get to a point where the Bengals – throw this graphic up on the screen, Casey, because yeah, this, this. this is really, really good. Whoever put this out, Ian Rappaport and the rest, this is a really good graphic. This lays out everything that's happening this weekend. It is very frustrating as a Bengals fan to see that there is a neutral site possibility in the AFC Championship game, and nowhere in that AFC Championship game table does it say C-I-N. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second now. Okay, hold on a second now. I'm just looking at this to make sure I, I, I've got you right here. And you're saying the location of a potential AFC championship game, right? Right. You're saying that if, according to this, and, and, and there's a lot going on here. So yeah, let me, let me what, try to explain it for you. So on the left-hand side, there's three games. It's the Kansas City at Las Vegas game, New England at Buffalo, who wins and, who, and who wins and who loses. It shows out of all those outcomes in the middle, the top three seeds, yep. how they would, how they would play out. Yep. Then on the right, if those two teams, so if Buffalo and Kansas City meet in the championship game, that's where all the games would be played at in the championship game. For the Buffalo and Kansas City. On the right-hand side. I got you. So let's hold on for a second, Paul, to get back to the point you're making. All yes. right? Let's start with, and in my opinion, you completely take this out of the mix. Buffalo and the Bengals played the same number of games. Period. End. That cannot be debated. The Bills lost three games. The Bengals lost four games. If you take any allegiance favoritism, rooting interest, if you just pick two random teams and they played 16 games, both of them, and one lost three and the other lost four. Buffalo playing the AFC championship game against Cincinnati at home is the right call. Period. End. There cannot be debated in any form or fashion about that because they did play the same number of games. You agree with that or no? Or if you disagree with that, somebody please explain that one to me. Because if those, if, if those teams up on that board, if you took Cincinnati out of it and plugged any other team in there, and Buffalo against Team Y, whoever that is, played the same number of games as Team Y, and one team lost three and the other lost four, everybody and his brother would say the team that lost three should play the championship game at home. Personally, the only thing in this entire scenario of everything that I can understand with this whole document that the NFL laid out with all of these scenarios and everything else, the only thing that frustrates me, and it sounds like, Casey, you and I are on the same page about this, the only thing that frustrates me is that nowhere in this situation did the Bengals even have a chance at getting the AFC Championship game. That's the only thing in all of this, to me, that the Bengals are deserve to be upset about because if you lose against the Ravens and go two and four in your own division and lose as nine point favorites, frankly, 
the, a coin flip is the dumbest thing in the world to figure out how to decide that. But I'm not sure you do deserve a home game in that situation. The difference here being that if you do win on Sunday, which I think everybody here expects the Bengals to do, given the fact that now they're all pissed off and they're all playing their starters, you have to go in here and give yourself a, a chance to win at home in the AFC Championship game. And the NFL did not give the Bengals the ability to do that. Yeah. And like they, they totally didn't allow them to get the number one seed. Because they didn't give them a coin flip. It's, it's the same argument as why they wouldn't get the number I know, two wait seed. a minute. They you can't on argue one on one side on the, well, the look single the... premise that the coin flip is a joke. Just that in and of itself. If you are saying that a coin flip for anything in this process is a joke, then you can't argue for the, uh, a flip of the coin between Kansas City and the Bengals. Well, yeah, that's, that's my main argument. But I just want them to be consistent. They either do all the coin flip shit or they follow the rule book. Right, Don't wait, make wait, wait a minute now. Hold on. Let's get back to the coin flip thing regarding the Ravens and the Bengals. Let's just hold on a second. If the Bengals lose this weekend to the Ravens, which you're not going to do, but if they did, the Bengals record inside the division would be two and four for the season. Yep. You mean to tell me? that they automatically deserve a home game against Baltimore if they play them in the playoffs? According because the they played one less game than Baltimore, and the only times they played, they lost both games? If that were the Bengals, again, I keep getting back to put yourself in the other position. If Baltimore was 2-4 and four in the division, and the Bengals beat them twice this year, and... Baltimore played one less game, and Baltimore was given an automatic home playoff game if they played the Bengals in the first round. You would be screaming from the mountaintop that the NFL is screwing the Bengals. Well, I don't think the Ravens are in a good position either. I, I'm just – I'm only showing light to the Bengals. I, I'm, I think the proposal is just terrible in general. Okay. I think, I think the Ravens are in just as bad of, of position as the Bengals are. But out of all of this, the Bengals are screwed the most. I don't see how you guys – do we agree on that at least? Like they are I, I, heavily screwed the most. I do – no, I 100% agree that the Bengals of the three teams here are screwed the most and that the Chiefs got the best benefit of the three teams. I very much agree with you on that. I think where you are more animated about this than maybe Tom and I are is that I don't think – this is, I don't think that. Yeah, there's the, one of those that goes around on uh -oh. the internet. Joe Burrow, Joe Scheiss. Trying to break up the, uh -oh. the, word? Is that the flow here. There we go. Gremlins. We're uh, at it again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, our numbers are exploding and we got I, gremlins. I actually, I have something because the numbers are so big right now. Post it in the chat right now. There is a link to our Discord. If you are in our Discord. We here at Chatterbox have two tickets to the Bengals game in our row. We are all going to the Bengals game. Tom, you'll be there, but not sitting with us, correct? Yes, that's true. You'll be in a different section. I wasn't so. invited. So, so we, let that be pointed out, so okay? We, Don't make it look like Tom's above everybody no. or a snob. Tom wasn't invited to go thanks to our friends from Bedford. Well, that's I a, was invited by a friend in my neighborhood because I knew all you guys were going, and I was going to be sitting at home by myself because my son's going, my wife doesn't care. And maybe my daughter would have been there. Maybe. Okay. But go ahead, please. Don't let so, me interrupt. <laughs> so, 
because of, of how the ticket situation worked out, we actually have two extra tickets that we are giving away. If you are in our Discord, we're going to pub it on Twitter later too. So if you're listening to this in podcast form, don't feel left out. You can find it on Twitter. We're going to draw for this on Saturday afternoon. So join the Discord. It is tagged. It's, it's pinned in the YouTube chat. It's at the top of the YouTube chat. Click the link. Join the Discord. We're going to pick for two tickets to the Bengals and Ravens game. You'll sit with all of us at the game. And they're good tickets, too. Not that that should matter. You should want to go and watch the Ravens and the Bengals play and be with all of us anyway. But they are good tickets. So just let that be Just for everybody out there who's in the same boat as I am, and we talked about this, Discord already this week. Could you just explain to people again what Discord yeah. is? Yeah, so Discord is basically, it's a chat room, and it's very active. We've had a lot of fun on the Discord this week. It's basically a place where you can go and you can talk about any topic that we've set up uh, so far this week. We, it, there, there are rooms for um, all the Cincinnati local teams. There's betting. There's uh, everything else that's in the Discord. It's one place. You can get it on your phone in an app. You can get it on your desktop, um, whether you have Windows, PC, uh, uh, Mac, doesn't matter. You can do it on your computer or on your phone, and it's just a way. It's basically one huge group chat um, that you can sign up for. It's a, it's a faster-flowing Reddit, I guess, if you want to say it that way. Well, Casey, everybody and his brother, it's a Homer show, as we've talked about, this, uh, this nonsensical poll that I'm I, assuming Paul created. I, did, uh, I he, did not. I don't know who did, but I did not. Uh, maybe Here. Trace did. Uh, they're all in Casey's corner. I mean, this is the home show. Homer Tom. show. Tom, let me just put it like this. Or how about I ask you this question? Do you think this proposal is consistent and fair for all the other teams? Yes or no? I think it is fair to um, Buffalo, for sure. Because Buffalo beat Kansas City head-to-head. Um, if Kansas City were to lose this weekend and Buffalo wins, the only team in the AFC that would have three losses on the season, regardless of number of games played, the only team in the AFC that would have three losses would be Buffalo. So Buffalo would deserve, in my opinion, the number one seed. And I think that's fair. Okay, and this nonsense where some of you are writing in about, well, you know, the Bengals would have beat the Bills, or they going to... Coin flip to decide that. Come on, guys. I mean, come on. We don't know if the Bengals would have beat the Bills. Did I like their chances? Did they get off to a great start? Of course. But there's 60 minutes of a football game. They played seven and a half. Okay? So let that go. Everybody's let it go. Do I think it's fair to Kansas City? I think that, that, that right now, Kansas City and Buffalo are sitting on the, they're sitting on the same number of losses for the year. Kansas City, if it wins this weekend, has earned, in my opinion, earned a number one seed. Because they would have had fewer losses than the Bengals. Period. Period. Even if the Bengals beat the Bills, the Chiefs would still have fewer losses than the Bengals. So the Chiefs would deserve the number one seed. The only, and I think it's fair, I think it's fair, that a coin flip would decide where the game would be played between the Ravens and the Bengals if the Ravens win this weekend. I think it's fair. A coin flip? I, I mean, I don't know what other way you do it. 
You want to go head-to-head? If you go head-to-head, then I think this is where actually the Bengals are catching a little bit of a break, to be honest with you. If the Ravens win this weekend and the rules the way they are right now for two teams in a division to determine a division winner or determine playoff seeding, the number one thing they go to is head-to-head. If the Ravens win this weekend, which you're not going to do, but if they did, in my opinion, I think the Bengals are somewhat catching a break that it's a coin flip to determine who should get the home game if they played the first round of the playoffs. I don't know, Tom. You go two and four in your division and you lost to the team twice when you played them. Now tell me under what scenario the Bengals would have earned a home playoff game against the Baltimore Ravens. Winning percentage. Well, you played one less game. So, you can't, so you're I mean, gonna punish so you're gonna punish the Bengals. You're for not playing punishing the Bengals. I think, you're, I think you're giving them a break. No. I think you're giving them a huge break. No, that's a punishment, Tom. It's punishing them. Why do you think so, Casey? Because they literally had a chance to have the number one seed at one point. They were taken they they the game was taken away from them. Now they have no chance at a number one seed. They barely have a chance for a number two seed. And they don't even get the benefit of a coin flip like they do for the Ravens if they lose. I, I don't see how anyone that follows the Bengals would look at this and say, all right, that's that's pretty even trade for the Bengals. They should either A, follow the rule book, go by, by those, those rules, get rid of the coin flip, or B, you add all the coin flips where they apply. I think what Don't you're forgetting here is, Casey, Bengals you keep and, talking. I think what you're forgetting here is, is that if the Bengals lost to Buffalo, this is why I think they're almost getting credit for a half of a win and a half of a loss. If they lost to Buffalo last Monday night and they, lo- and they lost to the Ravens this Sunday, the Bengals would be the five seed. Yeah, but that didn't happen. What? Well, it, it, the, the second half of that has not been determined yet. We, we don't know yet whether or not the Bengals have beaten the Ravens. We don't know that. All I'm well, telling you is, now, is the Bengals under, uh, depending on what color the glasses are you're looking through, they have been given a half of a loss or they have been given half of a win. It can be argued both ways. Can we agree on that? That, the, that they've given them pretty much a tie? A half win and a half loss? Basically. Well, no, 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 it's not a tie. It's very much not a tie. No, not a tie because that would, that would go into everybody playing the same number of games. Yeah. So, no, it's not a tie. But you're basically getting a half of a win, which means you don't get the win column, and you're given half of a loss, which means you don't take one in the L column. Because if they took one in the L column to Buffalo and they lose to the Ravens, the Ravens are the AFC North champions. Period. They'd have identical records, and the first tie break would be head to head. Baltimore winning both games. 
Buffalo did just tweet out that DeMar FaceTimed into the team meeting today to talk to the players and the coaches. He so. faced, he talked. Yeah, yeah, he, he he got the breathing tube out, he FaceTimed in, he talked to the players and the coaches, so things just keep getting better and better on that end, which and, is good news. You know, obviously. I, I, out of all this, that's what's important. I'm glad that he's doing better. Amen. Uh, I mean, yeah, amen, man. Yeah. Amen is right. So now for the Bills, you can pretty fully turn your attention toward this weekend, right? You get this news on Friday, you talk to him, you FaceTime him, you get this news on Friday and it gives you some some uh, time to, to process it and make sure that you're ready to go to play this game against New England, who, by the way, New England is going to come in here on, on Sunday to Buffalo. They got to win. Like, this is not a, a pushover game for the, for the Bills. They got to beat a New England team that's fighting for its playoff life. So, you know. The, that is going to be a massacre. You think it's going to be Buffalo massacre? is going to blow them out of the gym. They are going to destroy New England. That that line can't be high enough where whatever it is. That team is going to walk on the field and they are going to be men on a collective spiritually, physically, emotionally home game, crowd, they are going to annihilate New England. Mark it down. There is no way New England is beating Buffalo this Sunday. N-U-N, none. (laughs) And if that's the case, Tom, and the Chiefs lose on Saturday, oh, they will be hell. There will be hell, I guarantee you. If they pass this proposal and the Bengals don't get a chance for the number two seat, oh, my God. Now, here I will say hell. this. I will say this. Uh, uh, Paul, that thing you put up earlier, okay, about the home field thing. Yeah, Casey. Um, yeah. you know, now, I, I am in agreement with you because it, it goes back to, and I'm staying consistent here with my whole argument as it pertains to the Bengals and the Chiefs. Should the Chiefs lose this weekend and the Bengals win this weekend, they'd have the same number of losses for the year. Yes, one less game, but because the Bengals beat, had they not played, you know what? Okay, Kansas City gets a two seed, move on. But since they did play and the Bengals beat Kansas City, then I think uh, if, if the Bengals were to play Kansas City in the AFC championship game, uh, it should not be played uh, in Kansas City. Is that, uh, am I reading that right up there? Yeah, all, all, pretty much all the game scenarios would be in Kansas City except for Kansas losing and New, uh, Buffalo losing. Do do want to say a quick thank you to Ben Riley for the $10 super chat in there. Um, he was talking about uh, game theory. I, I took a class in college on game theory, and he's talking about sometimes you don't win, you just lose the least. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's just a uh, – that is but, but, definitely uh, not what the players are thinking. Okay. okay. I think the players are on on my side on this. Oh, one. they're very much on your side. And I and I, I, I want to ask you this then, Casey. If the Chiefs win and the Bengals win and the Bills win this weekend, which I think we all can agree is probably going to happen, do you think that the Bengals still got screwed? 
I mean, if all three favorites win, do you think that the Bengals still got screwed? Because I would have a hard time thinking that they did. Because even if the Bills, or the Bengals rather, had beaten the Bills, they still would have needed Kansas City to lose to Las Vegas this weekend to get the number one seed. Who, the, the Bengals? Yeah. Right. The Bengals but... would not. If the, if the Chiefs beat the Raiders this weekend on Saturday, then this entire narrative is null and void. Yes or no? No, I think I think they I think both teams still get screwed because Buffalo should have been number 1 in that scenario and they they don't even get a chance to be at number 1. I that's another team that I feel like is not getting the they're getting a short end of the stick too. They don't even get a chance at number 1 unless the Chiefs lose. And they were at number 1. If they beat the Bengals, they 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 coast to the number 1 the whole the whole rest of the way. But we're going to punish them. Now, that doesn't make sense. I, they beat them. I, so I, why wasn't there a coin flip there? I see everybody in the chat talking about how the Bengals would have to play in Buffalo in the second round. I've, I very much acknowledge that. I yep. understand that. I get that. Yep. But all week, if you've been listening to this show all week, all week we have talked about how somebody here was going to get the short end of the stick. And if the Bengals have less wins than the Bills, it's hard for me to sit here and say – what do you yeah, do about and, and it? Trace brings the up the best point. The only two teams that Tr you can Trace compare is... apples to apples on this whole thing. The only two teams you can compare apples to apples, Cincinnati and Buffalo. Yes. They're the only two. Chiefs made out like a bandit here. Yeah, Chiefs have the best, the, the best thing that could have possibly happened to them out of this whole scenario. I mean, they, they didn't get punished at all. And not that they should have. None of the teams deserve to be punished. But they should all deserve an equal amount of the burden. And that is not the case. The darlings of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. I mean, they've been riding the AFC Championship game to be Bills versus Chiefs since the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. This, this is unprecedented. I get it. Maybe I'm overreacting a little bit. No, but I, man, but man, I, I, I really feel passionate about this because the even the players are are upset about this. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't care if Joe Burrow came out today and was like, "All right, all we got to do is win. It doesn't matter." I, it, you know, if he comes out today and he tells me to relax, I will relax. But until that moment, if he does not tell me, I'm going to be raising hell. But the again, leader better come out and tell me to relax or else I'm going to burn down the building. I, 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 I'm going to burn the whole house down. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so again, I got I to gotta ask. If the Chiefs win and beat the Raiders... Are you still this pissed off? If if all of the favorites win this weekend, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals, are you still this pissed off? And it's okay to be. I'm just asking. I I'm I'm going. We to need Doctor Phil here before you answer that. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be peeved at the NFL, regardless. I think of what happens because this proposal just it, it proves a. A 
theory in my mind that they are willing to piss off the Bengals fans. They're willing to take the, the, the path of least resistance on a team that doesn't deserve the worst end of the stick when they are the ones that stepped up and made the call when Zach Taylor made the right decision to go over and talk to, to Sean, or not Sean, uh, McDermott. Is it Sean McDermott? Yep. You don't yeah, even Sean care, McDermott. Casey. You don't even care. It doesn't even matter. Sean McDermott, who cares? I'm just saying, the Bengals, the ones that stepped up, and they You want to beat them all, they, Casey. It doesn't matter. I'm with you. Who cares who it is? Who cares? Who cares? That's right, Casey. Let's go. Fire me up. I'm... I just can't you understand me, how in the world you really believe. I, I just can't believe this. And, and we've got, we got hundreds, bordering thousands, watching right now. Facebook. Like the video. Like yep. the video, please, uh, if you're watching. Roll the animation. Sports, YouTube. I mean, we got thousands watching right now. And, and I just cannot believe there are people in this chat that truly believe that the NFL has a favoritism in any oh, form do. or fashion for the Kansas City Chiefs instead Please of the Cincinnati stop. Bengals. Come, come on, Tom. Come on. That is ludicrous. I mean, it's ridiculous. Especially after what has happened over the last week. If America has its heart rooting for a team, they're rooting for one of two teams. They're rooting for the Bills or they're rooting for the Bengals because uh -huh. of the way the whole thing played out and everything that both of the franchises and the players and what T. Higgins has had to deal with and what the Bills have had to deal with. There are more people right now with no skin in the game that if you put you put up three teams across the board and said, okay, I need you to pick two of the three that you want to see get to the Super Bowl. Kansas City would finish in third place on that poll. For the regular American football fan, they would say Buffalo, without a doubt, number one. No debate. Number two, Cincinnati. Their players were on the field. Watch that young man go down getting CPR, wondering if he was going to even live. All of the outpouring of support here from fans here in Cincinnati, from the Bengals organization, the medical people here in Cincinnati. Are you telling me that Kansas City would finish ahead in that poll of the Cincinnati Bengals? We're taking the Bills off the, off the board because they're a runaway number one. I, Tom, I really, I really... I don't want you to think I'm trying to be a homer here. I really don't because I, for the longest time, I wanted to do a show just like this where I would show no favoritism. And I know I show a lot of favoritism to the Bengals, but there is no respect for the Bengals. Only recently have they gained that respect, but the chiefs, I'm really, I'm positive that they would finish ahead of the Bengals. I really do believe that. And it, you don't have to look any further than how some of the media heads reacted to the situation. And they would go as far as to blame T. Higgins or to blame Joe Burrow for starting to warm up pregame. Like, are we kidding? 
They look for the slightest thing. I, there's none of that with Kansas City. There's none of that. Uh, Bill says, come on, Tom. You might get a paycheck from the NFL this week. Bill, give me a break. Give me a break. I've yeah. hammered the NFL on multiple topics this year. Um, Joshua says, I think most people still want the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Maybe he's right. I don't know. And, I don't know. I got to address something really quick. Poofy, poofy-haired, fancy boy. <laughs> I am the opposite of a closeted Chiefs fan. Have you ever heard me talk about Patrick Mahomes? I, <laughs> you should go watch the other stuff and how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Casey, I don't think he was being serious. I, I, <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I despise the Chiefs 100%. And we just got a huge super Whoa, chat. Whoa, ben. ben. Look Thank at you, ben. ben. Another thing people keep neglecting to mention is comeback potential and happenstance in games. It makes no more sense to say that we would have won than it does saying we would have lost to Kansas City. Uh, regardless, who day? All right, Ben. Ben Sir coming boy. through with the, the super chat. Sir boy, I know you don't. I know, I know you know that I don't like Patrick Mahomes one bit. <laughs> How dare you? Let's just dive into that for a minute. We got Brian Billick coming up in 15 minutes, and he's really going to break down multiple topics here. And, and, and really, we're going to get into the yeah, three main topics. Number one, Bengals v. Ravens on Sunday. And I mentioned yeah, and Brian is filling in to um, on the Ravens uh, radio broadcast for this week. So he'll be at Paycor Stadium. So he is preparing for the game, talk about the matchups. We're going to talk about all these decisions uh, and, and what his thoughts are. And he has no, believe me, I, I've been around Brian enough. He's not going to look at this through uh, Ravens purple or whatever their color is, uh, uh, colored glasses. He'll lay it out there on the line. Uh, and number three, the whole Lamar Jackson thing um, and, and where all that is going. Um, yep. So we're going to yep. get to all that. Yes. Yeah, so why don't we just shift gears to that game? I think we've definitely exhausted the, the whole playoff proposal. Yeah. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And we'll get to that with Brian. I just want to see, is there anybody else? Uh, oh, I, this is the thing I wanted to ask you. Why do you dislike Patrick Mahomes so much? Uh, what is there to dislike about this guy? He doesn't run his mouth. He doesn't pop off. He doesn't say anything bad about anybody. He takes the ball and takes the field every single week for his team and his city and his fan base and his franchise. He goes out and plays his tail off. He's one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the NFL. He seems like a very likable guy. Now, his family, you know, you start drifting out. His wife's gone off the reservation a few times. But I'm just saying, as far as Patrick Mahomes is concerned, what has he ever done to make you dislike him? You don't have to be a fan of him. Yeah, but why so do you dislike me, him? Yeah, let me try to explain it because maybe it shouldn't be that I don't dislike him as a person. I don't dislike him as a – what I don't like is the narrative behind him where we've already crowned him in the Hall of Fame. He's already this just amazing quarterback, right? And some of it is – garnered it, it, it is somewhat true but let's not sit here and pretend like he is 100% the top quarterback in the NFL when we've got guys like Josh Allen Jalen Hurts when he was playing really well Joe Burrow the dude 
does some fancy schmancy stuff outside the pocket and we glorify it. You know, the last time we glorified someone to do something that was just out of this world. Odell Beckham. You know what happened to Who? him? Odell Beckham. <laughs> Making the one-handed grab. Just one of the greatest catches of all time, right? And we were like, oh, he's this great receiver. And then he got hurt. And then he went to a bad team. And then he just started doing, eh. Patrick Mahomes is in one of the greatest offensive minds oh of all God. time. He had oh, some of the Casey, best Casey, weapons Casey, of all Casey, time. Casey, and you said it yourself. Casey. He had Tyree Kill, and you said he was one of the greatest you, athletes you've ever seen. Let me ask you a question. Was Andy Reid not the head football coach of the Philadelphia Eagles for 12 years? And they had really good teams back then. Did they ever win a Super Bowl? They were very close. They it's lost to the greatest I, I player of all time. I you if they were close. I asked you, did they ever – they had a quarterback in Donovan McNabb that took them to the playoffs virtually every single year, was among the top quarterbacks in a league, and could never win the Super Bowl. He was in Tom. the Andy Reid system. You're telling me that Mahomes is a system guy? Patrick Tom. Mahomes is Tom. a system guy? Tom, are you kidding me? You're going to bring up Donovan McNabb and how well he did in the Eagles system, and then he goes to Washington and stinks? Are you kidding me? He elevates point, players. It proves my point that Patrick Mahomes is on a different level altogether. How does that make any sense? He's gone hand-in-hand hand with Reed's system, but now is taking it to a new level because of his greatness. Anybody who's going to argue about Patrick Mahomes not being great it might be the most preposterous thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, Casey, come on. Patrick Mahomes is a great player. And I'm he is not, going to on, be considered Tom. one of the top 10 quarterbacks when he's done of all time. He's played in two Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl. And he's going to play in about two or three other Super Bowls before all is said and done, if not more than that. Are you sure? You're, you're already crowned him, so I guess so. That's a, the exact, this is the exact narrative I'm talking about. I'd bet this is money the exact on. narrative that I'm talking about. You've already crowned him with other Super Bowls. He's only, he, he's been I didn't to, crown him to, with any. I said he'd play in them. Once you get I'm there, just, you never know what can happen. Well, you know who else won two Super Bowls? Eli Manning. And do we talk to, about him the same way that we talk about Patrick Holmes? No. And Eli Manning is in the top 10 of loads of different quarterback stats. So, to me, let's just pump the brakes a little bit, okay? He's in one of the greatest offensive minds systems of all time. He's in... He has two of the greatest players ever play their their position with Tyree Kill being one of the fastest man men alive, and Travis Kelsey, one of the greatest tight ends to probably ever play the position. Yes, go Cats! And <laughs> and yes, this year has done a lot for me to kind of sway that, but he's been very lucky, Tom. Let's not act like. Let's not act like he did. Did you didn't just say just Patrick Mahomes has been lucky? Yes, he joined a team oh that was. Oh he joined God. a twelve and four oh team. My God, this oh, show has gone Casey. straight in the tank. Casey, I mean, uh, now let me ask you this. Wait, wait I got to. Uh, wait, 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 wait. We're gonna Hold take it. We're gonna oh, take no, a no, break. No, 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 no. We're not taking a break. We're not taking a break. We're very much not taking a break. We're not taking a break. I gotta say two things. I gotta then say. Then I need a diaper. You do need a diaper today. You do need a diaper today because we have. You guys can talk for thirty seconds and let me go. I'll okay. Be right all right. Back. All right. We'll all be right, right here. We back. go. No wait. Just, 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 just keep it. Just keep it here. 
Sir Boy Wonder, I got to say a quick thank you as, as we get the advertising here on the back of the door. I want to say a quick <laughs> thank you to Sir Boy Wonder um, for your super chat. And I think Thomas had one too in here. Uh, Thomas saying, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is such a bad influence on young quarterbacks. Get him out of here with those sidearm throws. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I Casey uh, and Sir Boy Wonder coming back. Oh, so Sir Boy Wonder comes back with a second super chat saying that Patrick Mahomes is capitals. Great. Stop it, Casey. Casey, I, I need to understand how you think that Patrick Mahomes has gotten lucky. I would like to know how you think. If you want to say that he's overrated, I'm not going to agree with you, but I can at least give you the opportunity to say that. I don't know how you can say that he's gotten lucky. Well, his first Super Bowl win is a great example of that. But let's just... How was that lucky? Do you not remember the punt? He literally chucks it up in the middle of double coverage, and the 49er safeties can't come down with that? And Tyreek Hill is literally one of the greatest athletes of all time. Come on. Let's be serious here. You could and say Jimmy he's Garoppolo, overrated. Maybe I wouldn't agree with that, but you could say he's overrated. But to say that he's lucky with everything that he has done, I just... You can't. just need to go back and watch that game then. Because they were down. 49ers had them, had them dead to rights. But of course, Jimmy Chuck, Chuckalo, he, he just chokes it. Throws an interception. Patrick Mahomes just throws it up there. Throws a touchdown. That's a punt. Like, I mean, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Patrick Mahomes has been lucky. Has gotten into a really good system. He's a great quarterback. But he is not – he cannot be crowned the greatest of all time. And I'm tired and sick and tired of people <laughs> that want to say, oh, he's going to get um, – he's going to get another four or five Super Bowls. He's going to have another chance to play in another four or five Super Bowls. When he is yet to beat Joe Burrow, he's one and one against Josh Allen. Or actually, he's, he's less than that. He's only beat him in, in, the, in the playoffs. Please I, don't tell me. Please don't tell me for a second that you guys are going down the road and I was in the other room, the restroom, the men's room. Please don't tell me for a second that we're now dragging the debate about Patrick Holmes, Mahomes being great into now taking it into a conversation comparing him to Joe Burrow. These are two totally different topics. They don't have anything to do with the other. We have people in the chat that are going off the reservation saying, I'll take Burrow over Mahomes. I would too. I think we all would. We are, I would too. I'd rather have Burrow than Mahomes. But that is an entirely different topic than talking about whether Patrick Mahomes is a great player. <laughs> I, I, I just said that he is, a, he is a great player. But I'm tired of the narrative that he's going to be the greatest of all time when he's only made it to two Super Bowls. He lost in a terrible fashion against Tampa Bay. He barely won against the 49ers. And he literally has been gifted the number one seed this year. So, I, I, I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, the, the, the dude doesn't get any discredit for any of his losses. I mean... Just look no further than the championship game last year. I don't see him taking any heat for throwing an interception against the Bengals. 
No e- Everett on. brings up a great and- point here, which is a legitimate question. Is Burrow the luckiest quarterback in the league? He got bailed out by his defense in the playoffs last year. How? How did he get bailed out by his defense last year? He didn't get bailed out by his defense last year? Didn't they intercept Tannehill three times and the Bengals scored one touchdown in the game? The dude was sacked nine times. Again, you're not you're drifting now into another point. That's not Did the very defense lucky to me. not win the game against Tennessee last year? Yay no, or nay? No, because Joe Burrow had to make an immaculate they throw to Jamar one Chase for a third and twenty touchdown. Tom, it was up to Joe to take that ball after the interception and get them into the field position to kick the field goal. Was it not? Yes or I, no? I'm not arguing with that, but yes, I'm he saying did. So did he had the to defense throw an immaculate not throw to bail Chase? them out? I'm just asking a question that was asked in the chat. If you're going to break down Mahomes, lucky against the 49ers, got a break against his team, plays in two Super Bowls and wins one, but he got a lot of luck. How many offensive touchdowns did the Bengals score during the playoff run last year? About four, five, something like that? Correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. It was not enough because that's why we kept having to hear about Evan McPherson and kicking as many field goals as he did. Because for as well as Evan McPherson kicked in the playoffs last year, you're kicking field goals because you're not scoring touchdowns. But I, why are I hate that we're doing this because we're now all of a sudden yep. we've, we've drifted into like tangentially criticizing the Bengals on backhanded way, and I'm not going to sit here and do that because the Bengals are going to win on Sunday by like 30. Yeah, and I mean, none of this is going to matter. Yeah, the Bengals are going to win by 30 the whole rest of the way because the league just screwed them and they're pissed. Okay, all right. And by the way, I need to check. I need to check Billick's audio real quick. So Alexandria is saying, by the way, <laughs> I think we know who she is, right? I mean, she's all over Casey. Although she did say, Tom, I thought you were done talking about last year. That's a fair point. Okay. Uh, we are checking uh, Brian Billick's microphone because the last couple of weeks we have had uh, some issues with that, and we don't want that to happen again uh, this week. We're already knocking on the door of 100 votes in a, in a quick poll. Is Patrick Mahomes great or lucky? 63% say great. Um, and we're going to ask Sir Boy Wonder, good question. Uh, ask Brian if he feels like um, there's any kind of bias. Is this conversation going out over the air with no. Casey? And, okay, no. I just want to make sure because no. I can hear it in my ear. And he's checking with uh, Brian, who's coming up here in a minute. Uh, and again, the, the best, new, best news we've received today is without a doubt – uh, that if you didn't hear, DeMar Hamlin uh, joined his teammates uh, via a Zoom call today um, so he could, I mean, inspire them all. Um, it's just unbelievable. All right, so we have had audio issues with Billick over the last couple of times he's been on, but it sounds like right now he's good to go. So we're going to give him a shot. All right. Brian Billick, former Super Bowl winning head coach from the Baltimore Ravens. And Brian, you're going to be calling the game tomorrow or on Sunday, I beg your pardon, for um, for Ravens radio. So you're getting ready for a game just like the old days when you and I were together. Let's talk about this game in the matchup before we get into some of the other things going on. And a lot of people really bent out of shape here in Cincinnati about this playoff scenario, potential, et cetera, et cetera. But this game, 
this week. What do you see? Well, the circumstances obviously are, are going to override everything as to whether how competitive it is and the way the coaches approach it, and just because of what you've alluded to. And the likelihood that these two teams could, and, and I'm, I got to be briefed better on the potential playoff scenarios, but these two teams could turn around and play each other in the playoffs. So uh, in that first round. So that, that, that changes the equation a little bit. Obviously, the Ravens are playing it without their top quarterbacks. Anthony Brown looks like he's going to start for them. That certainly changes the equation. So both teams are both in the situation right now where, like we get to so often at the end of the season with some teams, how much do I want to vest myself physically and mentally in this game? Do I sit some players and, and rest them? Um, what's the scenario, you know, the typical rust or rest, whether that's a good thing or not, should you play your way in? Should you give them the time off? Um, that's that, that question is very prominent for these two teams. It'll be interesting to see how they, how they want to play it going into the game. I know the Ravens obviously are, are going to approach it a certain way. Uh, do they get Calais Campbell back? And, and if so, do they play him? Cause that's a big difference to not have him in the middle. Um, and I'm sure the Bengals are the same way with some of their players. Well, the Bengals know that if they win, they have a chance potentially for um, a number two seed. That's the best that they can do. I want to ask you for a minute because we touched on it briefly at the very beginning. It seems like now, Brian, we're starting to see some cracks, potential cracks in this relationship between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. It goes all the way back to the start of the year. You brought up uh, Lamar's mom is his agent. Uh, Lamar wanted all guaranteed money. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Now all of a sudden he gets hurt again for a second straight year. You never blame a guy for that. But now they've gone the better part of three and a half, four weeks. He's not practiced one single time. He's not practiced again this week. John Harbaugh was very short yesterday when asked about the Jackson situation in his press conference. How do you see this thing playing out? Well, it's, it's typical of, of any relationship when the business side enters into it, whether you're talking about going past and looking at the uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packer scenario in terms of, you know, the next contract and how that was going to work. Yeah, I think the factors, they, they, they love Lamar. They love everything about it. They're committed to him. They want to get the contract done. But obviously, the business side is beginning to creep in a little bit. He has been injured, so there's legitimate questions, as has always been the case with Lamar Jackson. We're all in. We're fine with him running 160, 170 times a year until it's a problem. Well, now it's a problem because last year he got hurt. This year he got hurt. Doesn't mean he's going to get hurt going forward, but that certainly is a factor uh, and, and how you want to commit to it. You can also imagine that Lamar from his side – and I know for a fact that whether it's the agent community or there are certain people that have counsel him to say, hey, you don't want to come back and play until you're 100%. Well, no player is 100% at this point. He wants to play, I'm sure, but you don't want to come back. And if you're not 100%, if you can't do the things, unique things that Lamar Jackson does, and you don't look good, now you muddy the waters even more about, am I going to get one of these mega half billion dollar contracts they offered him 250 million dollars basically all guaranteed he wants more of the patrick mahomes money uh and that's the typical neg negotiation so it's but but there's always you've heard me say it a million times there's time for pay and there's time for play and right now they're beginning to overlap and it should be a time a time for play 
and strictly that. But the time for pay is creeping its way in, and that's not a healthy situation. All right, I, I, I want to try to keep this as simple as possible because you admitted at the very beginning that you need to get a little bit more up to speed on this thing that was released by the NFL last night, and it is still um, – uh, it's going to take a vote by the owners, 24 of the 32, to approve these changes that they basically made in the rule book as it pertains to the playoffs. All right, let, let, let's start with this single point. Do you think this is fair or not fair? And I know it's all subjective. Uh, we've argued both sides. I see both sides of this. We know the Bengals are going to play one less game than everybody else in the NFL besides Buffalo. So let's just compare Baltimore, Cincinnati. It came out yesterday that if the Ravens win the game on Sunday, this week in Cincinnati, they will have delayed the Bengals head-to-head twice and beaten them twice. They already have a win in Baltimore. And that if the two teams should play in the first round of the playoffs, that a coin flip would determine which team gets the home field. Cincinnati or Baltimore, do you think that's fair? Yes, but I don't like it, like everybody else, because we're in a unique situation. They had protocols in place during the COVID to, to, and, and fortunately it didn't happen, but to account for, well, what if we have to cancel games during the course of COVID? How does that affect the playoffs and they had that structure in place and i'm sure they're reaching back to it to a degree uh there's no right way to do this to satisfy everybody that there's not going to be somebody sitting you know if you're in a bar in cincinnati versus a bar in in baltimore versus a bar in uh, 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 buffalo versus sitting in that bar discussing it in uh, in kansas city however it comes down you're not going to like it if it doesn't favor your team the one thing I think the league is doing is they're trying to trying to do this stepping back, removing themselves from the pressure of, uh, of the clubs and the perspective to say, how can we best balance this as equitably as we can, knowing that somewhere along the line, someone's going to get screwed in the process uh, and, and probably legitimately so. I don't think you can avoid it. And so however they come out with it, it's unfortunate we're in this situation. At the end of the day, you got to take the mentality. I heard you guys talking about it before, and I know exactly what the coaches will do. If if Cincinnati kind of gets screwed in this process, they're going to use that as a hell of a motivator to come back and say, "Boy, are we going to show these guys that they can't?" You know, and same with Baltimore, and same with uh, uh, Kansas City. So, unfortunately, it is what it is. It's not it's not right, but it's as fair as it can possibly be. Okay. Scenario number two, Buffalo wins this week, Kansas City loses this week. Buffalo would be the only team in the AFC with three losses. Kansas City would suffer a fourth loss. And let's add in the Bengals beat Baltimore this week. They will have played one less game than Kansas City, but have the same number of losses. And in head-to-head this year, Cincinnati beat Kansas City. Under that scenario I just painted, the Kansas City Chiefs have already been guaranteed the number two seed with the Bengals the number three seed. Is that fair? Again, I, I, I don't know how to, because you can always go back to 
any number of playoff scenarios where the numbers have one team going above another, even though head to head, the other the, the the one team won, and you say, well, head to head, they proved they're a better team. How how can they be? We're, we're looking we're looking at a, a a ten win season. That because of the current, I've always been for reseeding the playoffs at the end of the year, regardless of division. But we don't do that. You know, a division winner is guaranteed. Uh, regardless of the record, and we're going to see it with Jacksonville and, 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 and uh, uh, Tennessee, where, you know, we could, we could legitimately have an 8-9 an Tennessee team be the fourth seed. Well, that, that's not fair when you've got better teams behind them, but that's, that's the rules. That's the way we do it, okay? I'm much more for seeding it strictly by, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, okay, your reward, because they want to say, well, you, you ought to have to have a reward with a home game for a division winner. No, your reward is being uh, uh, eight, nine, and still getting into the playoffs. That's your reward for winning the division. So I'd reseed the whole thing uh, with regards to the, the, the criteria they have. The fact that we have this missing game certainly changes the equation. So it's like the other conversation. I, you can make a case the other way, um, but you know, you've got, and, and you've got to trust that the league doesn't have a, an agenda in this where the rest of us do, depending upon who's your team and saying, look, this is as fair and equitable as we can get looking back and saying, you know, all the criteria we have for, for uh, uh, wins in the division and wins in the conference and head to head and all, all how that works out that magical formula that comes out that you just got to trust. Okay. This is about as fair as it can be. Is it right? Would you like it to have it cleaner uh, to where it's real clear cut? Sure, but but that just that's not life. Okay, some in Cincinnati, and you've heard it in Baltimore. I mean, you know, the, the size of the markets are the same, and, and virtually, you know, I, I've made the case during this whole thing when people have said that, you know, uh, the league has a bias and wants to see Kansas City in there, or wants to see Buffalo in there, and I've made the argument that look, when you compare all four of those markets that that are that are in the mix for all of this. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City, they're all roughly the same market. I mean, one might be one or two more than the other, but they're your Buffalo a little bit less than the other three. But do you believe the NFL has any bias towards certain franchises wanting to see them in the more advantageous situation than another team? Emotionally, no, but to not suggest that the league from a business standpoint from the markets and you, you and I dealt with it the whole time we were doing games in terms of the size of the markets we were going to broadcast in it is silly to not think that any of the leagues NBA Major League Baseball certainly the NFL from a business standpoint aren't happy to see success in New York Chicago San Francisco Dallas for a lot of different reasons, simply because it's good for business. Um, from the standpoint of you're right, from a Cincinnati to a Baltimore to a Kansas City and Buffalo, from a business standpoint, I don't think they care uh, because I don't think there is a real clear difference other than you could make a case, well, some people really want to see Patrick Mahomes play. Some people really want to see uh, 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 Josh Allen play. Some people want to see Lamar Jackson play. So if, if from that standpoint, even though they may emotionally, uh, you know, keep in mind now that the owners are vested in this in well, as well. 
and they're going to have a say and they're going to do this vote. And so that that's part of it as well. Uh, and, and do they let their business bias come into it as well? I, I don't know. I don't know that there's a business bias to favor a Kansas City over a Buffalo. So at that point, it's OK, let's let's make this as equitable as we can. So I think most people here in Cincinnati, because you're comparing apples to apples when you're talking about comparing the Bengals to the Bills, because they will play the exact same number of games. And I don't think anybody has an issue with Buffalo right now sitting at three losses. Bengals have four losses. If they both win, Buffalo gets a number one seed. No problem. The, 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 the rubber meets the road around here, some believe. I don't, but some believe um, that. Kansas City has been put in a situation here where it's win-win and, and no loss, so to speak. Uh, and some believing that the league would want to see Kansas City more than it would Cincinnati uh, in, in a championship game or a Super Bowl game. I don't believe that for a second. I think right now Cincinnati has far more sex appeal with Burrow and Chase and this team on offense, they went to the Super Bowl a year ago. I believe they have a lot more sex appeal than Kansas City. You're outside of both of those cities. If you had to watch one or the other one play in a Super Bowl, which one do you think people would want to see the most? Or do you think the league cares yeah, I, between those two? I think, I think it's apples to apples because you have, if you didn't have a Joe Burrow in Cincinnati to compare, because really when it comes down to it, it's the quarterbacks, right? I mean, if you want to say, let's throw Jacksonville into the equation. Let's say somehow they were in there. And do you think from a business standpoint, they're going, well, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is good and whatever, but wouldn't you really rather have Patrick Mahomes on the chair? Yeah, I, I, I can see that conversation. Um, uh, you could throw Baltimore into the equation if they had played and won these games along the way. And without Lamar Jackson, can you see him going, well, I sure as hell want to see Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen in that situation that I want to see Anthony Brown. Okay, and that's then that's not being disrespectful of a Baltimore team. So I get that. But when you're talking about Patrick Mahomes versus uh, uh, Burrow uh, and listening to you guys talk about it. Yeah, these guys, as Ozzie Newsom used to say, I, I'm not into the who's better of these three and who's going to. But as Ozzie would say, they all live in the same cul-de-sac. Okay, they're all pretty good. <laughs> and whether it's Josh Allen or Burrow or, or Mahomes. So from that standpoint, yeah, I, I agree with you 100 percent. I don't think there's a a groundswell of no, we'd rather see Patrick Mahomes play in Kansas City than we see the Cincinnati Bengals and, and, and Joe Burrow. I don't know that that's the case. Um, when uh, Back to the game this coming weekend. Uh, I, no, I want to ask you first of all, Brian, about um, the, uh, I don't know if you saw the story a little while ago. Uh, it was reported that DeMar Hamlin from his hospital room here in Cincinnati uh, was able to be part of a, um, a, a Zoom call um, inside of a Bills team meeting today with players and coaches. Uh, and what he said to the team was basically, love you boys. Uh, they've taken the, the tube uh, out of his throat uh, that was, of course, helping him to breathe. And, and I mean, uh, from what we saw, Brian, uh, on the field last Monday night to where we sit here on Friday morning, nothing shy uh, than an act of God above that this guy is able to do something like that today. Yeah, incredible, and 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 not the least of which is, and what made it so unique is we the entire country was watching. It's one thing we've had injuries before, uh, uh, and, and and players die. Corey Stringer, um, who I had in Minnesota, and then when I left, subsequently died on the practice field, and tragically, 
um, you know, so these kind of extremes. But the fact that the whole world was watching and engaged in this, it doesn't make it any uh, more or less tragic. Uh, but the fact that he's, it's, it's odd. I, I swim every day and, and uh, the guy I was with today was a, a longtime trauma surgeon uh, here in Columbus and was talking about that process. And obviously from the outside, but obviously an educated opinion, but without the actual facts, because he's not involved with it, but just talking about from his perspective, what he thinks, how it transpired. And and he was talking about uh, how he number of times faced this situation was with baseball players that got that pitch or that yeah. hit, just that trauma, where you, you see it more, uh, more often. Uh, and about the sequence and the way the heart can repair itself. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal story. Uh, it's great that it appears that he's coming back, uh, which in itself is, is phenomenal, uh, and make us all aware of, yeah, these players are, are, this is a violent game, and it's something they need to be aware of. Uh, but it, what a great story, and what a great rallying, not to be mercenary about it, it's just you're thrilled to death for the young man, but what a great rallying, rallying cry for the Buffalo Bills in terms of, okay, yeah, we, now we got to do this for tomorrow. You know, where we, we've come through this horrendous uh, uh, circumstance and now we're coming out of it. Now we got to finish it off. It, it, it can be an emotional rallying point. End of the day, do the Bengals beat the Ravens this weekend, knowing where the Ravens are with a third string quarterback and the way the I mean, the Bengals have won seven games in a row. I mean, this is a team on a roll and playing as well as any team in the NFL right now. The Bengals are a better team than the Ravens are constituted right now. Now, again, regardless of how the game goes, if now we get into the playoffs and and the Ravens get Lamar Jackson back and they get Calais Campbell back and they get Michael Pierce back and, and then the equation changes a little bit, the potential, only because, as we know, Lamar Jackson is, is so unique in the way that he can change the complexion of the game. But I think Cincinnati is a better team than Baltimore right now, and and that should prevail. But that's the great, the founding fathers of this game. I've said it my entire career, and it's and it's true. Sixty minutes is just long enough for the not the best team to win, but the team that plays best. And that's the great thing about this game. Uh, there's no reason Cincinnati shouldn't play well enough. And and uh, you know if they were in a case where uh, you know they've got the pedigree now, they've been to the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Um, if we were having the conversation, do I think Kansas City, if they were in a scenario where they really didn't need to win the game, winning or losing the game meant nothing, should they rest their players? Um, I think they're a young enough team. I think they would still need to play their way in. So I think they'll be motivated to 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 want to play well, uh, particularly if it should turn out that they turn right around and play the Ravens again. That's the interesting thing. When you play a playoff game, your first playoff game against a team you've already played twice, there's, it really gets interesting in terms sure. of okay, what do we what do we hold back? What do we? It, and it turns into a little bit of a an Abbott and Costello routine of I know that they know that we know that I know that we know, <laughs> but but I know they know that. So you know you could drive yourself nuts with that scenario. All right, Brian, we can't thank you enough for your time and uh, safe travels down from Columbus, Ohio to um, Cincinnati. Hey, by the way, you want to make a prediction for the game on Monday night? You know, TCU, TCU, V, Georgia. Georgia, I tell you what, it's going to be gamey. It's going to be great fun to watch. But at the end of the day, the the emotion 
of TCU is either going to carry the day or they're going to they're going to, it's going to wear them out because Georgia's pretty darn good. So hard to go against Georgia. Well, Brian, you know I have a daughter down there at TCU, so we are all about the Horn Frogs. All right. I love it. So go Frogs, and uh, thanks for your time, buddy. Have a great weekend. All right, we'll do it. All right, Brian Billick, kind enough to join us, boy. Now he can tie a ribbon around a lot of topics there. Yeah, that was really good. It was good. Sir Boy Wonder saying that he was maybe our best guest. Well, then he corrected himself. If you notice in the chat, he corrected himself shortly thereafter. Most exciting 30 minutes of television. That's exactly right. Sir Boy Wonder says, TCU money line. Go Frogs. 450 folks in the chat room today. Yeah, please like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're already over 3,000 subscribers. We were way under that to start the week, so we've skyrocketed over 3,000 subscribers. If you want a chance to win tickets to the Bengals and the Ravens game, there is a link posted at the top of the chat right now. If you click on that where it says win Bengals Ravens tickets, I have it pinned at the top of the YouTube chat. You can also go to Twitter, join the Chatterbox Sports Discord. And we'll pick a winner tomorrow sometime around noon. You get two tickets, and you'll sit with us in the Chatterbox Sports Row tomorrow. It's not a sweep. It's just the row. Yeah, and you can tell me if I'm, I'm wrong about Patrick Mahomes or not. Sure. Ben! Ben Riley coming out swinging. $10 Super Chat. Thank you, Ben. Success is determined by three things. Means, motive, and opportunity. What you have, what you're willing to do, and are you, and are you in the right place at the right time, a.k.a. lucky. False dichotomy. Interesting. Interesting point there, Ben. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think all those are kind of determined on, or th th those all make up a very good season. But I think producing your own luck is a true is a true thing. Hustling to the ball, getting there uh, to, to 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 make the tackle or to to be there sooner than what you would have. You know, I, yes. I think all those are, are true. That Tom, can... we have picks to make. Do you want to do this now? Oh, yeah. We got to make picks. We got, we got some picks. I just want to just acknowledge a couple of comments here, which, you know, look, I give it up to them when they're on it, and I beat them down when they don't. That's the beauty of the show. There are no free passes here. If you're smart, we'll talk you up. If you're a dummy, we're going to hammer you. End of story. Where, where was this comment I saw a moment ago? And by the way, something uh, about something about I got to find this. I mean, I, I, I almost fell out of my chair while you two were talking when I read this about Mahomes. Well, it might be gone because the chats are coming in so fast and furious that we can't keep up. So it might be. Yeah, I, I just Joe to is better than Patrick and more clutch. Now, I will not argue, as I have said before, I don't know how many times I have to say this to you people, okay? I think Joe Burrow is better than Mahomes. But you cannot say, you cannot say that Joe Burrow is more clutch than Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has won a Super Bowl. He has taken his team to two Super Bowls. He's taken his team to three AFC championship games. 
Okay, now he's been in the league longer than Burrow, so let's compare apples to apples when Burrow gets to his fifth year and see where he is. Don't tell me that he's more clutch. That's just ridiculous. And, and it has nothing to do with beating him three times. That's not it. We know that Burrow beat him three times. That's a fact. But to say that Burrow in his career has been more clutch than Mahomes? Come on. All right, are we ready? Well, somebody else points out when there's a rainout in baseball. Freezing in here, for God's it sake. It is. It, and you know what's funny is while you were gone last week, it was like it was 100 hot. degrees. Well, I know that, so but it's hot. not today. So that's old news. Somebody, it's like last year. Somebody said in the chat when there's a rainout in baseball, the one who's ahead wins. Well, yeah, that's after the fifth inning. That's after half the game's over, not in the first inning. If the Reds are winning 11 to nothing in the first inning, they stop the game. The Reds don't win. It's suspended. They make it up that's later. That's right. And Andrew brings up a great point. And Andrew, I, I'm glad you brought this up. Said, Tom, remember when you said the Chiefs would concede the number one seed? I did say it. Hmm. I did say it. They didn't quite do that, did they? And I thought they would. Maybe they're not as good of people as you thought. <laughs> well, I'm just I, kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. All right. Are we ready to go? Oh, we're ready yeah, to go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is the record going we in. We need to run some we need to run some music or something under these picks. It was suggested that's, by our friend Jolly Jolly. We do. We have a couple of more uh, a couple more weeks of this um, at this rate. But I will say, looking at this record, here's the record. This one is coming right down to the wire. And <laughs> we're gonna get to a point here after this week, Tom, where this week is really this week may decide the picks because we don't have any college games to pick and this is all NFL. And the other thing too with this is we've already made our picks and almost every game, we're picking nine games and on almost every game, I think seven of the nine games, there's a disagreement. Not all three people pick the same team. Yes, so, indeed. So this, this week could be the week that either brings this close and right down to the wire or separates it, depending on how everybody does. But we are going to start with the Chiefs and the Raiders. The Chiefs are nine-point favorites in Las Vegas. And I believe Patrick Mahomes is clutch, clutch, clutch. He will deliver the goods. Well, Tom? They're trying to nail down the number one seed. They are going to lay them out. I would not be a avid non-supporter not hater just a non-supporter of patrick mahomes you're borderline hater i won't argue with that i'm picking <laughs> wow. the raiders wow all right yeah, raiders. very nice all of these lines coming courtesy of our new friends at the betfred sportsbook uh gamble responsibly 21 and up here in the state of ohio casey i'm with you i'm picking the raiders too that's ll one, one game closer I'm for TV. Say it right. I'm picking the Raiders. I'm picking I, the Raiders. I, you know what? I hope I'm wrong. I don't wrong. know if I can give you more than that because I don't know how confident I am. I this. hope I'm wrong on this. And I hope the um, – I hope um, Joshua says, by the way, the Reds wouldn't score 11 runs in a week, much less the first inning. And if they did <laughs> score 11 in the first inning, they'd trade away all their good players the next day. All right. <laughs> little humor on the program. Thank you, Joshua, for that. Uh, that's All good. right, what do we got next? All right, next one up, Jags and Titans. This is a six-and-a-half-point 
spread for the Jags in Jacksonville? Any team with a nickname, the Jags, is not going to do anything. Take the Titans. <laughs> Mike Vrabel, leader of men. So, uh, just to kind of set up why I'm picking the Jags. Uh, leader Trevor, of men. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> we Tre- digress. Tre- Trevor Lawrence cooked them last time. And he, he's got a decent enough uh, wideout. Uh, White outs, I should say. He, he's got uh, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. I mean, he was a, a beast that last game. Um, if you follow me on uh, Not Too Picky, I made a, a KC parlay with just three legs, um, and I have the Jags, uh, the Jags spread on this one. So I'm taking the Jags. I'm okay. going to stay consistent. All right, Jags. Emperor Starscream, I think you hit it right on the head with your comment. I'm taking the Jags too. Jags and Jags. Jags taking Jags. Jags. Go ahead. What's next up? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> next one. Pats at the Bills. Bills right I've now. I've already told favorites. you this line could be 77. But it's seven. And it's all Buffalo. Yeah, uh... You know, this is one that I don't really like. I didn't want to pick this game. Um, This is really tough, especially with the news that just came out this morning. I picked the Patriots because I want the Bengals to get to – I know it's not a pick. I know know it's not like to to pick who wins, but if the Patriots have any chance of beating them, they're going to cover. So I'm picking the Patriots. The Pats. I have – picked against the Buffalo Bills almost all season. The Bills have been touchdown or more favorites almost all season, and I've picked against them. And for the most part, it's worked out. Bills haven't been very good very good against the uh, spread this year. But I'm not picking against them here. I'm taking the Bills. Wow. Yeah, that, that's probably... I thought you had said earlier the Patriots, Paul. You did. You changed because didn't you say the Patriots earlier? No, no, no. I, I thought you did. Okay. No, no, right. no. I, I, said, I said the Bills. I All said right. the Bills. All right. All right. Jets and Dolphins. Dolphins minus two. Who's quarterbacking the Dolphins this week? Is it Teddy? I don't know. He got hurt last week. Oh, boy. But I still think the Jets are a, a sinking ship. In fact, it's already sunk. Uh, they're out of the playoffs. This is more of a fade the Jets than it is riding the Dolphins. Yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking uh, the Dolphins. Yep. Casey? Yeah, um, I'm just quickly checking to see who who's going to be starting. Um, oh, it's Glennon, Mike Glennon. Hell yeah, Mike Glennon. Isn't he the guy? Let's go. Wait a minute, that's not for sure. I, I, somebody in the chat threw that up there, and I remember reading something the other day. I have no idea. Day. I have no clue who is quarterbacking this weekend. No, not a clue. This is a complete fade of the Jets for me if I'm giving away my pick. This is hmm. electric. Um, Do you see the report that Mike McDaniel is on the hot seat if they lose this week? That's ridiculous. Skyler Thompson? Who? Yeah, Robert uh, Sala no, was no, not hold, prepared. Hold Go ahead. So it, it says here, uh, Skyler Thompson. Okay. And the backup is supposed to be Mike Glennon. Skyler Thompson? This kid straight off of Zoe 101? <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, 
Skylar Thompson, he is he was a rookie from Kansas State last year. Okay. Twenty six year old rookie. Twenty six. He's experienced. Yikes. All right. Dolphins, Dolphins. Yeah. Okay. All over the board. All right. Dolphins, Dolphins. All right. Browns and Steelers. Steelers minus two and a half at home against the Brownies. Tom, what are you doing? You know what I'm doing. I know what you're doing. I'm going with the Brownies. Knock the men of aluminum. Well, you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be me if I picked yep. the Browns in this situation. That's right. At this moment. All year long. All those new all the new people in, in the in the chat and watching the show. All year. I've sat up here in this chair and screamed from the mountaintop. The Browns stink. They stink. Give me the Steelers. I'm with you, Casey. <laughs> Not changing my attitude now at the very end, especially with the Steelers playing for a chance to get into the postseason at home. It's under a field goal. I'm taking the Steelers, too. All right. Well, we already have uh, – we have met the minimum of – Depending on how these games go. I'm telling you, this is the way. You would either have a commanding lead over me, Casey will have leapfrogged me, or somebody else is in first place. Yeah. That's not named Paul or Casey. I'm not in a good spot this week either way. I'm in the worst spot this week. I'm the Bengals of this week. (laughs) Oh, my God. I got screwed in these picks. Whatever. Okay. Giants and Eagles. The G-Men have already been assured the number six overall seed. They really have nothing to play for whatsoever. Philadelphia has everything to play for. Jalen Hurts is going to be back. How healthy he is, I don't know. We're about to find out. Before he got hurt, they were clearly the best team in the National Football League. That's a huge number. 14. But I think fly, Eagles, fly. They're going to cover 14. This is going to be just short of the Bills hammering New England. This is going to fall under the same category. Well, I don't think that the Giants are really playing for anything. I don't know if they're playing any of their starters. They don't need to. Um, They're stuck up where they're at. But the spread is minus 14, and the Eagles don't need to blow them out. They just need to win. And if they know that the Giants are going to play the starters, why would they be blowing them out? And why wouldn't they just get a secure lead and just let it ride out? I'm taking the Giants on this one. I, I have a I have a weird feeling about it. Um, Betting on Daniel Jones. I know. I I I hate it. I'm not a fan of it. No, but, but they're sit, they're sitting their starters. Nobody's playing. I, I, yeah, I know. I just, Casey, trying I have to pick a feeling. up a win here. I have a feeling about this. It's probably going to end up biting me in the butt. This is going to be the one game I needed. But I'm, I'm riding with you, Tom. I'm taking the, the Eagles. Okay. I think this might be the first time all year I've taken a spread over a touchdown. Yeah. Or over a double digits. But I just, I'd rather be on the Eagles side of playing for something than the Giants side of playing for nothing. Okay. All right. All right. Rams and Seahawks. Uh-oh, wait. Did I just give it all away? This is a big one, Rams-Seahawks. We mentioned that Green Bay plays Sunday night at home against Detroit. And this is basically as simple as it gets, okay? Green Bay wins. They're in the playoffs as a seven seed. Giants have already locked up the six seed, okay? 
if Detroit wins, well, let me back up. We'll keep it as simple as possible. Green Bay wins, they're in. Green Bay loses, Seattle wins, Seattle's in the playoffs. If Seattle loses and Detroit beats Green Bay, Detroit, the fighting Chris Spielmans, would be in the playoffs. In this one, I am taking the Seahawks. Seahawks, minus six. Casey? Um, I'm taking the Rams. You know, I, I think if there's any chance for the Lions to make it into the, into the playoffs, Seahawks have got to lose. So that means they're answered cover. And I, I have money on the Lions actually making the playoffs because way, way back when, at the beginning of the year, I said they were a sneaky team and you all just laughed at me. You thought I was out of my mind. But look where they're at right now. So I got to take the Rams. I don't know what in the world I'm doing here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with you, Tom. <laughs> Seahawks. Seahawks at a touchdown. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, right. I, you know what? I, I hope I'm wrong on that one uh, because um, I'd really like to see the, the fighting Chris Spielmans get in the playoffs. All right. Lions Having said what I just said, we're trying to win here. There is no <laughs> way on God's green earth that I am picking Aaron Rodgers to lose at Lambeau Field with a chance to get into the playoffs. The pack. Casey, your Lions. This is this is, this is it. As this much, is it. As much Rubber as the Browns, road. as much as the Browns have been your shtick, the Lions have been your shtick. Do they get it done? The Motor City Dan Campbell's get it done. Let's go. You know, boys, in the playoffs. You know, you know, it's pointed out by um, R. Kilmore, Kilmar. You know that the Detroit Lions franchise started in Portsmouth, Ohio. Known as the Spartans. Did you know that? FYI. I did not. Okay, there you go. Ohio Connection. Casey. All right. And the last one here. Oh, I guess I got to pick. Yeah, you got to pick, Paul. I got to pick. You don't get get a bye. Look, um, Aaron Rodgers at home. Four and a half point favorites. A lot to play for in this game. But I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I think that Aaron Rodgers knows how to win. And I don't know if the Lions know how to win yet like the, the, no like the Packers do. I don't have any faith in the Lions at all. I'm taking the Packers. Which means there's one game left. And what game is that? Well, Sir Boy Wonder just said I'm reminding him of Benjamin Franklin with the gray hair and the $4 specs. I'm proud of the $4 specs, Sir Boy Wonder. Thank you for pointing those out. All right, last game, Paul. We got one more, one more game to pick here, Tom. I think you know what that game is. We know what it is. Throw it up there, Casey. Cincinnati Bengals. That's the team we're gonna cheer to victory. 
touchdown Bengals. Put some points up on that board and win the game for Cincinnati. Come on, Tom. Get along. Come on. To quote my good friend Brian Billick, I used to be somebody. Cincinnati Bengals. That's the team we're going to cheer to victory. Touchdown, Bengals. Put some points up on that board and win the game for Cincinnati. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Steve All right, Jones Tom. just said his cat committed suicide listening to that. <laughs> we just lost a whole bunch of viewers. We did. <laughs> we just dropped like 120. Uh, That's funny. That was good. Good rendition for the last week of the regular season. And Deja not... vu said that sounded like an elephant farting. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask what everybody's picking because I know what everybody's picking in this game. Nobody's picking against the Bengals here. Who day? We're all wow, the spread. Them. The spread went up to nine. It went it up was to nine. Seven it earlier. went up to nine. So hopefully you got it in. Whew. Yep. Taking the Bengalis. Rolling over the uh, third string quarterback, Anthony Brown and Baltimore Ravens this week to, uh, to, to, to make a coin flip for an opening round home game uh, mute. Bengals win a game. They don't have to worry about it. Can we at least get a who day from you? No. I did it early in the year, and I am the superstitious sort. Um, I, I did it early in the year, and, and, and when I uh, uh, was with you guys, Brandon at the time rather than Paul, and I was singing that song, and now I were doing the gritty and all that kind of nonsense, they lost their first two games of the year. So I'm not going to do it. So I guess – They I, win a Super Bowl, I'll do it. Was the audio delayed? Were we, were we not synced? Because that would make it even better. Somebody says that the audio and our singing was delayed. It was off, which would make this even oh, better. Oh, really? I can't wait to go back and watch that in a little bit. That's going to be good. Billy Deaton asked the question, how many Bengals starters are not playing? To my knowledge, every single one of them is playing. Yes. Well, the Bengals, yeah, they got everything to play for. That's what we said weekend. at the beginning. Yeah. They're healthier than they have been. And, and I'm not saying since the beginning of the year because, you know, you've already lost Lyle Collins. Uh, the whole Isaiah Prince thing is still to be determined. Uh, he got off to a good start the other night. But now all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at a 60-minute game. How will he hold up filling in for Collins? They lost to Wouzier, their best cover corner early in the year, midway through the year. Uh, but ever since those – well, Collins, of course, was only two weeks ago. But they are healthier than they have been in quite some time. Hendrickson is still playing with the cast on his broken wrist. But Hubbard is back, full go in practice yesterday, will be again today. We mentioned Eli Apple has a sore neck, but there is no way that Eli Apple is going to have that uh, keep him from playing in the game. Tom, I know we have, uh, we have a few minutes still. Yes. Um, but we do have a cherry on top. We've got um, actually a few. We have a few? We, we we have have a, a few? Yeah. So um, we, have a, we have some things to get to with the cherry on top. So we're going we're gonna to kick it to that. Um, here in, in just a second, some things that uh, think we think you might 
enjoy. Yeah, we have box lunch coming up next. Yes, box lunch. Reed and I will be on for the box lunch, sitting at, at the desk up there. Uh, for those that follow for gambling picks, Mike Schmaltz will be on um, during the show. So uh, we missed him yesterday, but he'll be on today. And again, like, subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the video. And if you want Bengals and Ravens tickets, if you want to be entered to win in the Bengals and Ravens uh, giveaway that we're doing for two tickets to the game on Sunday, join the Discord, the Chatterbox Sports Discord. It's posted. It's pinned in the YouTube chat. It's also tweeted out. Kick it. Let's hear the music. So this right here comes off of Twitter. This is the first cherry on top. This is off of Twitter, and you'll see it. It is somebody who has a very incredibly unique gift of art. Sometimes art, part of the art is how they actually create the art. Yes. And that is this. So I'll leave it at that, and you'll see what this is. Go ahead, play the video, Casey. I just want to rewind. I haven't seen you in a long time. You got me feeling so Let's not have any copyright. Yeah. But look at this. Took the time to go through and make a Rubik's Cube piece of art for DeMar Hamlin. How cool is that? How cool is this? That's so cool. That is amazing. Isn't that not amazing? Well, just imagine the amount of thought with the colors and, and to make all that. I mean, it's, that's it, much less to figure out, figure out how to get to a point on the cube itself where you need it to be. Yeah, I don't know how in the world you, you even think to do that. I don't no. know how that works. That's a brilliant dude. He's not only an artist, that's a really smart guy. Or he had somebody smart working with him. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. That, so we have more than one. Job yep. well done there. Okay. Hang on one second. I got to pull it back up. Okay. We have, we have something else. Electric podcasting. Yeah, I, I know. I need to find it real quick. We need the Jeopardy music. Is it this? Yep, I think it's this. Yep. Oh, this is good. Are you ready? Play it. Got a little language in here, but it's okay. Well, then I guess there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Win the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yes! Oh my God. <laughs> That's a major league movie. <laughs> Mediocre at best on that. Is that all we got? That's, That's what, what we, we got. got. That's what we got. Hey, you know, um, sad note, and all of us who are animal lovers, we, we, we've been down this, this road before. Many of us have, and I know I have countless times. Um, Trace Fowler, who is our boss around here, um, he's had his dog Bentley for 12 years, and uh, Bentley is going to a better place today. So our thoughts and prayers are with the entire Fowler family. That's a tough day. That's a really, really, really tough day. But Bentley crossing the Rainbow Bridge, and they will be joined together again one day. So Trace is not here today. 
Uh, fellas, great job today. Uh, you know, hit record numbers today. And so we thank all of you, uh, the regulars who are with us. We thank all of you who were new to the program today. And I say it at the beginning of every single show. But for those that are new, if you kind of liked what you heard or saw today, and we hope you did, had a little fun, things got a little heated, a little passionate, nothing wrong with that. That's life. Uh, we're here 10 to noon, Monday through Friday on Chatterbox Sports. We have box lunch coming up right about now. Paul has his own show. Not too picky if you're into the whole gambling thing and breaking it all down. Even giving you gambling 101. For beginners, now that gambling is legal in the Buckeye State. Brandon Seho has his show here on Chatterbox Sports on mental health and some of the incredible interviews and people that he's had a chance to visit with. So we have a lot of programming. We have a lot of people working very hard. Uh, and we hope you enjoy it, and we hope you come back. So for many of you, I know you'll be back on Monday. Boys? Absolutely. Tom, great to talk to you. Well done today. Uh, already in the saddle over there uh, is our main man, Reed Mouse. Reed, what's happening, if anything? Not much, Tom. You know what? Who would have guessed that this show... Casey's been the lifeblood of this show for a while. All, who would have guessed that it, to get it record numbers, we just had to get the lifeblood boiling a little bit. He we was really boiling did. over there for a while. I've just, I mean, I, when I feel slighted in any sort of the way, especially with something that I care passionately about, I will fight tooth and nail to make sure that it gets corrected. We saw it, and we'll keep it going here in the box lunch. Well, so what, what, obviously I'm guessing here, we haven't put up your, uh, your topics yet uh, as we're moving into box lunch, which we normally do. But um, what are your thoughts about all well, the, we'll, of these? You're going to get into all we'll, that. We'll get into all of that. We'll get in talking with Casey, Paul. We'll, we'll have more of a roundtable discussion, just similar as you guys did. It's the number one news story here in Cincinnati, so let's keep, on, keep it going on. So. All right, well, just do me a favor. If you're going to go back and revisit all this and Casey's going to be involved again, Please make sure that, that he doesn't, you know, uh, injure himself, getting wound <laughs> up, because we need him back here on Monday, ready to go. I mean, I know all of you highfalutins are going to the game together. Brought up earlier, you know, we have this new agreement, a partnership with Betfred Sports. They were kind enough to say to everybody, hey, guys, come on down. Go to the Bengals-Ravens game. Brandon, you invited? Yep. Reed, you invited? No doubt. Paul invited? Check. Casey, are you going? Oh, hell yeah. All right, we're all good. Tom, they actually... We're all good. It was actually a conspiracy. They were saying, like, we can't invite Tom. No no, Tom's allowed. And I was like, we got to invite Tom. No, I, I lost according, that according to Casey, I am the Cincinnati Bengals of this operation. <laughs> got left out. Left you don't want to sit out. with the Ham and Eggers anyways. You don't left want to split out. a Miller High Life with us. What, are you kidding? That's when I'm at my best. <laughs> Not here on this show. You know, I almost brought in a case. A 24-pack of a Bengals Miller-like case for us. Okay. It's a Friday. Friday, Tom. We've got an intro. All right. Take it away, boys.